Welcome to the One Hope Church podcast, where we believe Jesus is our one hope for a better life and a better world. We hope this message encourages you. Amen. Amen. What, what an exciting time. Like this year has been so exciting. I've heard of churches giving away cars before, but like we gave away, we're giving away a house. Like, that's just amazing, and you're a part of that, and we can only do that together. There's certain things that we've been able to do locally and globally um, that we can only do when we give together, and, um, and there's been a bunch of those here in the last couple of years, so thank you so much for uh, being a part of that, um, and so we're just celebrating that, and if you haven't jumped in and, and you haven't been a part of that, then definitely, definitely do that. Um, so I'm Pastor James Matchett. I'm the executive pastor here at One Hope Church, and every once in a while I get to preach, and so um, that's, that's it today, and so um, I get to be with you. I'm excited. I love this series, This or That. I love the concept of This or That because, like, let's be honest, we're passionate about our choices, aren't we? Like, when we've got a preference, like, we'll go to, we'll go to war for it, you know? Like, like, this is better than that, you know? Like we love our, our preferences and, and our choices. And so I've, I've been kind of waiting on a couple of the ones that I always bring up to discuss with people that I just find is interesting that people are different in these ways. So I've kind of been saving uh, a couple of those uh, for today, knowing that I would be here. And so let's do some this or that, okay? And we're gonna let you vote. You're gonna get to choose. You're gonna get to weigh in. If you're joining us online, you know, put it in the chat. Um, let us know so that we can see that. Um, so the first one, I want to ask, and I think almost all these are about food because my, my whole life's about food, I think. Um, so uh, this, this or that, when you eat, are you a food mixer or are you a, a food separate? Like I've got to, I have to eat everything on the, you know, separate. I don't want anything touching anything else, you know, and, uh, and maybe just in general, but are you somebody that wants to mix stuff up or you want to keep things separate? Now, how, how many of you are a mixer? You're a mixer. Oh, wow. We got a lot of them. We got a lot of them. Okay. Let's see how many others, how many of you want to eat things separate? Yeah. Yeah. You may be that way in life, too. It's like, don't touch me. Like, give, give me a little bit of space here, you know? Like, you know, it'd be, some of these choices, wouldn't it be interesting to know if there's like a personality profile attached to, you know, whether you do this, this or that? Um, okay, this one I, I've always found interesting. This or that, again, food. Um, so salty and sweet. So at the end of the day, what do you need to eat to just kind of close it up, to wrap it up, to just kind of be done and at peace with the day? Um, sweet, you need something sweet, like I get dessert, I get that chocolate, and then I'm done, okay? Or do you need to follow that up with something salty, like some pretzels or some potato chips or something like that? Now, how many of you, um, this or that, and make sure you're joining us online, um, how many of you are sweet? You have to end with sweet, all right? And I think that one's probably most normal, because we, you know, we, desserts last, you know, kind of thing. Um, and uh, so uh, how many of you are salty? You got to end with, see? I didn't know that those people existed for the longest time, you know, because I could just eat chocolate all day, all right? Um, but, but the truth is, actually, Katie is one of those. She's, she eats sweets, and then she's going to, she's got to get some pretzels or some potato chips, something salty to close it up. All right, so now we're going to bring those two questions together, okay? Um, I love going to the movies because I love movie popcorn, all right? And I've heard that there's some people out there, there's two things I love at the movies, movie popcorn and M&M's. Okay, and there's something about that. Those two things, they go together, um, but how do you want to eat those two things together at the movies? If you could have your choice, would you take the movie popcorn and mix it with the M&Ms, 
okay? Or would you, I want movie popcorn, I want to eat it, and, and then I want my M&Ms, okay? So would you mix those two together or would you keep, and really this is do you like salty and sweet together mixed up is really what this is. So how many of you would like to mix them? You love popcorn and M&Ms put together. All right, all right. You guys are weird. Um, so, <laughs> so how many of you, so the rest, how many of you separate? You want them separate. Say, I'll still take my movie popcorn, but then I want my M&Ms after, afterwards. So isn't it interesting how different we are? And, we, and we're passionate about those, those choices. We'll even, like, we'll debate, you know, our preferences and our choices on things. And that's why this series has been so interesting. Now, the real question of this series is, is, is much deeper than, than just those simple preferences and choices because we're really choosing a life. Like that's what we've been talking about is that, that God has given us freedom. Aren't you glad that God's given us freedom? He's given us the choice. And, and so we get to choose what kind of life we want. We can choose this kind of life or we can choose that kind of life. That's really the question that we've been wrestling with all series, all series long. And it's been that way since the very beginning. Even through the Old Testament, it was the same thing. God laid out these two lives, laid out these two choices for people all the way through the New Testament until today. We really get to choose the kind of life we want, either this life or that life, all right? And I want to actually, I just, I, I really want to go back to the beginning and take a look at the scriptures that lay all of this out for us today. Um, and so I want to kind of step back and big picture view, okay? So we're going to read some text, okay? But you're going you're, you're to be able to follow it, and so it's going to be interesting. Um, they're probably texts that you've heard before, but we're just going to kind of take this journey to see how this was in the Old Testament, the New Testament, and for us today. And so we're going to go to Deuteronomy. So if you want to go with me, um, there's a Bible under the chair. Um, if you want to open, open a hard copy Bible, and if you don't have a Bible, take that one home with you. Um, if you want to open your phone or you just want to look on the screen, then you can do that. So Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 through 30. And we're going to, we're going to take a look at this. I love this passage. Um, and, and this is God speaking to his people. He says, See, I set before you today life and prosperity or death and destruction. Do you see this or that? He said, from the very beginning in Deuteronomy, God's saying, I set before you life and prosperity, death and destruction. You get, to, you get to choose. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him and keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you, here again, is this or that. I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. And you see, even though God has given us that freedom, he's, he's giving us everything he can possibly give. You know, I know that we get bogged down by the rules and regulations in the Old Testament, but really it is God trying to answer every single question he can for us to explain to us, if you will just follow this way, then you can have life. He's saying, now choose life so that you and your children may live. 
and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, hold fast to him, for the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So even in the Old Testament, God has laid before us a choice, this or that, this life or that life, life and prosperity, or death and destruction. But we've been looking at another passage that's really, it lays out these choices in a little bit of a different way in the New Testament. It is still the same thing. God is giving us a choice. We are going to choose life or we are going to choose death. Now in the New Testament, luckily, it's more personal because we've now been given personal access to God, that we can now reach out to God ourselves and establish a real connection with him. But listen, you're still going to hear these same choices in the book of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. This is it in the New Testament. Same thing, but in the New Testament. He says, I am the true vine, and my father, this is Jesus speaking, my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. It says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, you you see the, the two choices are still there. If you remain in me, then this is what will happen. If you do not remain in me, that then this is what will happen. So if you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. See, still two choices. We will follow him and this will be the result or we will walk away from him and this will be the result. We're choosing two different lives. Now the question would come, okay, so if, if the two different lives are life and blessing and death and, and curses, like what, what do those two lives look like? What do those lives look like? Now this is one of the biggest things that I think we get wrong in life, all of us, and because we all have this temptation. We tend to, to chase after things because, not because things actually make us happy, but because we believe that they'll kind of set us free from the stress of life and allow us to live in the comfort and happiness. But, but that state of life is what we're really after, okay? Money in and of itself we know doesn't make us happy. What we're after is happiness. We're after that freedom, that peace, that, that, that joy that come from that. We're after that state of living, And that's where we've been in the book of Galatians. It's also laying out the two different lives. What does a life of blessing look like? What does a life of cursed look like? What do these two lives look like? So this is the last passage, but this is really it. This is is the state of living this way. This is the state of living this way. So Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 26. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. And we've already talked about this. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, this, 
and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not able to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now it's going to describe the state of living. Okay? The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, which means arguments, factions, division, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. That is a life that is cursed. That is a cursed life. I know, I know there are parts of that that seem like, hey, that may, be, that may be fun for a moment, but if you've lived in sin at all, you know that that life is a cursed life. What's the blessed life? Because this is what we're really after. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. You see, that cursed life, though many, though, though many are, are, are tempted into it, and, and many even chase after it. It is a, a life where we are tied and addicted to something that is destroying us on the inside. That's what sin does. And that is not a fun life. The life that we're really after, even when we're misled and misguided, the life that we're really after is one where we're free. We're free on the inside. And the shame and the guilt is off of our shoulders. The weight and the burden is off of our shoulders. And you know what? Where there is freedom, that's where we can experience love and joy and peace. I don't believe that you can experience those things apart from freedom. I think you have to, you've got to be set free. And then in freedom, you can begin to experience the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, faithfulness self-control. That's the life that we're really chasing after. And that's what we've been talking about. We've been talking about that life, this or that. And God says, choose life. Choose life. And we've been looking at each, each individual thing. We've been kind of honing in on one, and we're going to do that today. But I wanted to kind of start with the foundation of the whole thing so that we can really understand that from the beginning, God has given us the freedom to choose this life or that, that life. Now, I'm going to um, just give you an example. Something that I learned, um, I think I came in contact with it the first time here in, in the South. It's one of the reasons I love that I've lived in different places, um, because everywhere you go, there's just, there's just different habits and, and different things, and, and I just, I, I love it. I try new foods and, and um, experience new cultures and all of that kind of stuff, and there's something that um, I came in contact with here in the South that I'm going to ask you if you know about. Is, is, have you ever, do you know what it means to give somebody a habit? You know what that means? Anybody know what that means? You give somebody a little happy, okay? I'm not sure that guys call it that. Um, that's not real masculine, I guess, to call that a happy or something. I, I think guys may look at you a little weird if you gave them a happy. But, um, but, but what it is, is I, I love it. It's just, it's just a little gift. 
It's just a little gift. It's like, hey, I was at, I was at the Dollar General and I saw something that made me think of you and so I picked it up and I, and I gave it. It's just to put a smile on your face. I, hey, I was thinking of you, just want to put a smile on your face. And I just, I love it. You know, it's just a real quick, a real quick kind of, kind of gesture. And you know what, I, I don't think that we smile enough. I don't think that we laugh enough in life. And so if there's anything that you can do to put a smile on somebody's face, I think it's, I think it's a great thing. Right? And, and hey, we, we all love to get gifts, right? We all love to get gifts. And so it, 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 it's really a neat thing to think that somebody in the midst of their day and their life, they actually thought of me and they, they brought me something. And, you know, that feels good. Doesn't it feel good to get a gift from somebody, to know somebody was thinking about you? And I wanted to just, you know, have us kind of think about this because we're talking about kindness today. And, and, and I, kindness is something that it seems simple, okay? Kindness is something that seems simple, but I wanted us to just kind of feel it for just a moment. When somebody thinks of you, when somebody gives you something, it, it feels kind of good. Because I think the temptation would be, because maybe it was even my temptation when I, I, I saw that this is where I was in the, in the lineup, to think that a kindness message is maybe like, are we really going to preach an entire message on kindness? Again, that is a little simple, you know, maybe, maybe not, not super insane like significant, you know, like a message on kindness. And you know what? I think that we would be right on the first count because kindness is simple. Kindness is simple, all right? But that's what's great about it because all of us can be kind, all right? No training. You don't need any training. Every single one of us know how to do it. You don't have to be able to sing. You don't have to be able to do public speaking. You don't have to have a degree. You don't even have to have a diploma. Um, you don't have to be good at math, okay, to, to do kindness, all right? So it's something that is accessible to every single one of us in the room. We've got relationships, all right? You don't have to be extroverted, introverted, whatever. You, like, you can do kindness. Every single one of us can make a decision that we're going to put on the superpower of kindness and we're going to put smiles on, the, on people's faces around us. That's what's so great about it. It's accessible. And it's powerful. All of us can decide we're going to be the Marvel superhero of kindness, you know, and, and, and spread that kind of, you know, that, that kind of love around, around us. But second, we would be wrong in thinking that it's not significant because it is significant. I think you know that kindness is becoming more and more rare in our world today. And as it becomes more and more rare, it's going to become more and more valuable. It's going to, you know, it's going to stand out. I believe that kindness stands out. And here's the reason it stands out, because a lot of us, we feel like most days we're drowning. <laughs> like, we're in survival mode, man. We are, we're going 100 miles a minute, and we are in survival mode, and we are focused on getting our stuff done, okay? And we're, we're running right next to a bunch of other people. You want to know what everyday kindness is, is don't get in my way, all right? Like, <laughs> we, we agree, we kind of have this agreement not to get in each other's way. And it doesn't mean that we don't interact with one another. We do, um, but just, just long enough, but not, not too long. It's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm exhausted. How about the weather? Will it ever stop raining? Roll tide, roll time and then we're on okay we're just not going to get in anybody's way that's kindness you know um and uh and, and and so like that's like we're 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 focused on what we have to get done and then in the midst of that life our resources the most valuable resources we have time energy and maybe third money because we would spend money to get more time and energy if we could you know is is like like we don't have enough of those. We never have enough of those. So when somebody takes their eyes off of what they have to do and they think about us and they use some of their most valuable resources, time, energy, and money to do something for us, it stands out. It almost like shakes us and wakes us up. 
like, whoa, well, that's so nice of you to, to help me or to do that for me or to be kind. Kindness stands out. Kindness stands out. Here's the last little point about kindness is consistency is the key. It needs to be consistent. And we're really, today, we're not talking about random acts of kindness. Because in our world today, unfortunately, one of the things that we've learned is, is, is that we can't always trust kindness. Okay? Because we got salespeople that, you know, pretended to be kind in order to get something from us. So politicians have been kind to get something from us. And so um, it's kind of one of those things where we kind of wonder a little bit. Is like when your kid comes up to you and is like, oh, daddy, you are the best daddy ever. And you're like, what do you want? What do you want? Whether it's right or wrong, we got a little bit of that in us, okay? It's the consistency that we, we don't see. Another thing is, is that we know, we know that somebody will be kind to us to our face and they'll be not so kind to us behind our back. But they'll be kind on Sunday morning, all nice and kind on Sunday morning. And we know they're different Monday through Friday or Friday and Saturday. Or somebody will be nice and kind in person but we know they're a different way online. And so consistency is the key. What we're after is a life, of, a life of kindness. It's a consistency of kindness, almost like it's something that you put on, like a piece of clothing that you just kind of wear, and it's in everything. It's with you everywhere you go and in everything that you do. It's almost like an, it's, it's an aroma that fills every thought, every action, every word. That's the kind of comment, kindness that we're after. It kind of reminds me of Kalikas. You know Kalikas up here who leads worship? And he does, he's our college pastor. He smells so good. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not, all right? But he smells so good. I can walk into a room, and I just take a breath, and I'm like, Kalikas has been here, all right? Because he just, he just smells so good, you know? Like, it's just with him everywhere he goes, you know? And, um, but that's the kind of kindness that we're talking about that we just, it almost just kind of comes from within us, comes out of our pores. And it's in every thought and every word and every action. It's a deeper level kindness. It's the kindness of, it's the consistency of kindness that Jesus had. It's the kind of, we've been using Jesus as an example because the truth is, is when you read the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, we're describing God. That's his character. And we were created in his image. And so these are the things that he produces in us when he's inside of us. And so when we look at Jesus, it makes sense that we would see these things in him because this is his character. And so Jesus is kind when it didn't make any sense to be kind. It's this consistency. He was kind to children. He was kind to sinners, prostitutes, tax collectors, people who were racially and culturally different than him, people who were the least of these, lepers, sick, paralyzed. He was kind to everyone. And we knew that it was real. It was genuine. It was authentic because these, this is the reason people didn't understand him. These people couldn't do anything for him. He was kind even though they couldn't do anything for him. They couldn't further his cause. But yet he still stopped and was kind. Because it wasn't for something. It was because he was. Kindness. And he fulfilled it on the cross when he died. And he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And he was kind to his enemies. He just was always kind because it just came, it came out of him. And so the question is, if all of us can do it, and Jesus did it, 
gave us a model and an example, and we're called to be like Jesus more and more every day, then why don't we see more of it? Why don't we see more of it? Why does it seem like we see less and less of it? And I'm going to be honest with you. Can we just own some things as Christians and as the church? When the world thinks of Christians as a church, they don't think about kindness. To be honest with you, there's a chance we've gotten off track a little bit in our discipleship. Are we really really leading with the fruits of the Spirit? Are we really leading with the image and the character of God? Are we really leading with these things? Because a lot of times, to be honest with you, the tone... of Christians and the church, not just this, worldwide, has been more negativity and criticism and judgment and gossip, slander. Now listen, I don't think that's completely fair because I still believe that the church has has been the leader in kindness around the world and most of it's behind the scenes. But we do still need to remember the tone by which we live, that we would represent the person of Jesus. And so why don't we see more of it? Well, here's the problem, is it's not natural to us. It's not our natural. And so, and so we, we don't have, we don't have, it's more than we have to give. It's not natural to us. Now, maybe it was natural to us at one point before the fall, because in, in the garden, Adam and Eve, they had the, the nature of, of, of Jesus, of the nature of the Spirit of God. Okay, but after the fall, I'm going to take you to a seminary just for a minute, what they call, once we picked up sin in the world and we, we now have a sin nature inside of us, what it means is that um, what we call it is we're, we're bent towards sinning. That sin nature causes us to be bent sinning, meaning it's easier for us to sin to, than to not, okay? It means it's easier for us to be cranky than to be kind. That's what that means. That doesn't mean that we're not kind. It's that it takes willpower and discipline to be kind, because if we just did what we felt like doing, we'd probably be cranky. <laughs> so all day long, we feel like doing things this way, but we're trying to be disciplined. We're trying to be self-disciplined because we know we got to be better than that, so we're, our willpower is trying to be like who we know we need to be, be like. But at the, end of, at the end of the day, you've been doing that all day. You kind of get worn out, don't you? You kind of get burned out on all of that. And you, you don't have a whole lot left to give. And then sooner or later, you kind of have a breakdown. And you're not who you want. I mean, you just run out of steam. It's kind of like, have you gone to the grocery store and you got in one of those carts where one of the wheels is just kind of going the other way, you know? And that drive you crazy, just the little curses in life, you know? Like, did you get that? And you're pushing it, and it's just, it's just like, you know, like, where are we going here, you know? It's just, so then the entire, the entire trip, you have to force the cart to go the other direction. And, and it's not a big deal at first, okay? You know, it's just like, man, I got one of those again, you know? But, you know, about halfway through, you're just, you're just tired of forcing the thing in the other, in the other direction. Now, if I've had a good day, okay? I can put up with it longer, okay? I'm not saying I still won't have a breakdown, but I can put up with it longer. If I've had a bad day, I ain't going to take very long, you know? It's going to take one where it bumps into a shelf, or I, I get in somebody's way, or I crash into somebody else's car, and I just, I'm going to lose my mind, because <laughs> you just, you run out of steam, don't you? 
And that's the way that we live our lives. We're bent towards sinning. And so we're trying to be kind, but, but everything inside of us wants to be cranky. And so we're, we're trying to discipline ourselves and we're working, we're working hard to be like Jesus, working hard to be like Jesus, working hard to be like Jesus until we run out of steam and then we snap at our kids or we spout off to our spouse um, or we yell at our employees. We break down. It's that consistency of kindness that has, it just takes more than we have to give. And this is where I'm really convicted. I just got to be honest with you. This is my fear. Now, you're probably better than I am. But this is my fear. My fear is that out in public, strangers get the best of me. Well, because I got to behave in public. You know, I got to be good in public. But then I run out of steam when I get home. Those that get the leftovers are those that I love and care about the most. When we run out, I'm pushing that broken cart all day long. My fear is those that I love and care about the most get the worst and not the best. And so what do we, what's the second problem uh, to all of this? Well, the answer doesn't come from us. We keep trying it our whole life. We keep trying to push against that cart. Maybe if I take a break, maybe if I get a good night's sleep, then tomorrow when I push the broken cart, it'll be better. Maybe if I go on vacation, Maybe then, then when I come back, I push, push the broken card, it'll be better. Maybe if I ask somebody to help me for a little bit. Maybe I even pray to God and ask him, God, will you help me pick this card up, carry it for a little bit, and he will do that. This is the grace that God has for us. Knowing that he can do more for us than that, he will respect our freedom, and he will answer our prayer. He will help pick up the cart, carry it a little bit, and then we were like, okay, God, I think I got it. You stay back here. I'll take this broken card on tomorrow. And we keep pushing that broken cart we think we can fix it but the problem is is that this kind of kindness this kind of life it doesn't come from us it comes from somebody else listen we all know the answer if you got a broken cart what's the answer is it to take a break is it to ask for help what's the answer you get a new cart <laughs> you get a new cart that's the only answer because sooner or later we're going to reach our breaking point it's to get a new cart. And that's what God wants to do for us. And that's what we've been talking about. That's what he's saying. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But remain in me and I in you. And then you can bear much fruit. But those kinds of fruits, that, that life, we can do it for a minute because we can will ourselves to be good for a bit until we break down. To live with that kind of spirit, to live with that aroma of the spirit of God. We have to have the spirit of God alive within us. And he doesn't want to just help us carry the cart and then allow, have us leave him behind. No, he wants to come and give us a new cart. And he wants to walk with us and he wants to push it. So why doesn't that happen? If we're believers, we have the spirit, right? Yes. Yes, if we're believers, we have the Spirit inside of us. And that is great, because that is step one. But this is where we get caught. We're doing this or that. Most of us, most of us as Christians are right in the middle. We have chosen to live a new life. And so we've gotten access. The Spirit is in us. But we haven't given Him enough room to work. And so we're just right in the middle. We've said no to the curses, but we're not living in the blessings. 
because we haven't given the Spirit enough room. Our hearts and our lives are filled with all sorts of things. You follow the Israelites all through the Old Testament, and you follow the disciples through the, the New Testament. Our hearts and our lives are filled with all sorts of things, but the Spirit has been given very little room. We've pushed him off to the side. He's there. We know he's there. But we've pushed him off to the side. In order for us to live this life, we must give the Spirit more room. Some of you know if you watch me on social media or you follow or you're on social media at all. So recently I, I got a, a smoker. Okay, we talked about this yesterday. Yeah, so I got a smoker, okay? Because my grill died. I wasn't ready to spend the money on it, uh, to be honest with you, but my grill died, and we do a lot of cooking, and so a grill's kind of a, a bit of a necessity, and I've always wanted a smoker, and so at this point, it's like, well, if I'm going to spend the money, then I might as well. And so I'm, I'm, I'm here at the office, and I'm talking about this. Well, if you know Pastor Scott at all, you know that he likes to eat, okay? Um, he likes barbecue. He likes, he likes meat, okay? It's, it's just, that's what, he would just eat an entire meal of meat, okay? Um, that's what he likes. And so I'm talking about my smoker, and I've got him, like, he's kind of excited. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, that, that would be good. Oh, I like that flavor on that. Like, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to, I'd love to have that. So he's starting to think about maybe he needs to get a smoker, you know, like that. He's, he's maybe he wants it, all right? But then we're start, we just start laughing because, like, we know that there is no way in the world Pastor Scott can sit still long enough to smoke anything for any length of time, all right? Can you imagine Pastor Scott? He puts it, he puts it in there, he gets that smoke going, and he's like, is it, no, is it, is it, no, no, is it, no, it, can you imagine? You know, one of the things I would love, okay, if you've ever seen him talk on the phone around here, all right? He is all over the place, all right? If you drive by on McFarland, see him roaming around in the front yard, all right? I'd love to get a Fitbit tracker to see his path as he talks on the phone out, out in the front yard. He knows that there is no way that he can sit still long enough, okay, to allow something to smoke, all right? He is a propane grill kind of guy, all right? Hot and fast, all right? That's what he needs, all right? Um, and so, but me, on the other hand, he knows we work well together because we complement each other. Me, I am very much a, like, let's put it in there, and then I, I, boy, I sit on the, I get on the hammock, and I just, I just watch the smoke just rolling. Because I know on the inside, that smoke is rolling over that meat, and it's getting that flavor, getting that flavor down into every, every crevice of that thing, and I'm just, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm just ready, I'm ready to go. And when you pull that out, after all that time, when you pull that out, it's got a flavor that you, you just, you can't get that flavor hot and fast. You got to go low and slow. You have to take the time. I said it was hard at the beginning. I don't want to preach a message on just some random kindness, acts of kindness, and all of that. All of that's fine. It's, it, all of that is good. But what we're after is something deeper. It's a lifestyle. Something that, where, where the Spirit has been given so much of us that it just, it just, it just pours. I've given the Spirit 
so much room inside of me and that he's just, he's just, this Holy Spirit's just bathing my heart and just bathing my life, just rolling over and transforming me on the inside into a new creation so that the old life is gone and a new life can come. One that's not from me. And I don't have to try so hard. I don't have to wake up every day and push a broken cart on my own. I'm tired of it. I wish I could, for my sake and for your sake, I wish that there was a shortcut. But Jesus lived that life because he gave everything to the Spirit. And the Spirit just poured out of him. Have you ever met some of those people? We got some in this church. And you just know that they're Christians. You ever bump into somebody, even in public, you just know that they're Christians because it just, it just pours out of them. They're not even trying. It's just, there's just something. They've got the it. And you know what? It doesn't, it just doesn't happen fast. I know we want it to. We want a smoker life with a propane grill speed. Some things take time. We have to give God more time. We have to give the Holy Spirit more time every single day in order for him to transform us. But here's the good news. The good news is it only takes the Spirit a little bit of oxygen to become an all-consuming fire. Well, that Holy Spirit is powerful. Let us not forget the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it was that Spirit that parted the Red Sea. It was that Spirit that had fire come down from heaven and, and, and soak up all of the water and the, and the offering of Elijah. It was that Spirit that calmed the storm. It is that Spirit that is inside of us. and only takes a little bit of oxygen, just a little bit of room, and that Spirit will start to consume. And what that means is it only takes a little bit of space inside of us we start to give the spirit a little bit of space and it will start to transform us and so the worship team is going to come and i want to ask you um as they play i'm going to give you a chance to respond to something today uh, pastor scott's been giving us a challenge every week and he's been giving us a prayer i want to give us just a little bit of a different challenge how many of you would, would go with me on a journey this week, a five-day challenge to give the Holy Spirit just a little bit more space in your heart and in your life? And if you'll take that journey with me, just text CHALLENGE to 9700. So where you would put somebody's name in a text message, just put 97000. And where you'd put the message, whatever you would say to them, just put CHALLENGE. If you need some help after service, you come down here. If you let me use your phone, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it for you because this is, this is what I'm going to do, okay? Five days, 10 minutes a day. That's all it's going to take. We're just going to make a little bit more room. We're going to take a baby step into this together, and I'm going to send you one passage in the morning and just some instructions on how to reflect on the promises of that passage and we're going to carry that with us we're going to let that the smoke of the holy spirit roll over our spirit the rest of the day and then in the evening i'm going to send you another text same passage some other reflection before we go to bed and then the next morning we're going to start over again at the end of five days i'm not going to bug you <laughs> okay i'm not going to bug you 
It's a five-day challenge, 10 minutes a day, one passage. Because if you've listened to me, you know, I think one of the problems in our time with God is that we just try to read as much as we can read and then we close it up and we walk away and we forget everything that we just read. We don't give the Spirit time. We don't reflect and allow the Spirit to speak to us. So we're gonna do short passages. These are short. I mean, one, two, three verses so that we can ask questions about it, so that we can ask the Spirit to speak to us about it, so that we can carry it, carry it with us. All right, you text CHALLENGE, all right, to 97000. And so as we close in worship, I'm gonna have you stand. This is a response time. Listen, I'm not going to keep you from coming forward and praying this morning. If you, want, if you want to come forward and pray and you want to speak to the Spirit directly and give Him some space today, if you need to make a commitment, then you come forward. And I'm sure some people are going to gather around you and they're going to pray. But as we sing, as we worship, this is your moment to take a breath. Just and give the Spirit some space this morning because you're about ready to head into the week. All right? So give the Spirit some space and take this moment to respond if you want to respond to that challenge and join us for this journey this week. Thank you for listening to this message from One Hope Church. If you liked this message and would like to hear more, check out our website at OurOneHope.com for message archives, service times, and more information on how you can get connected. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you soon.